You're listening to The Visco Hour with your girl, BN. Hunting your thirst for life on the moon. Transplants, what are they, right? Those are people who move from a certain place to another, whether you wanted a better life or needed a change, right? This podcast provides the ins and outs to that process, but with a universal motivating force, right? So here I have with me Keishla, uh, who is living in LA right now. Uh, Why don't you introduce yourself and we can get started. Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Keishla. Um, I am Puerto Rico. I'm I'm Puerto Rican. I am Puerto Rican. (laughs) Imagine if I was all Puerto Rico. Right. I am Puerto Rican and I was born in Caguas, Puerto Rico, but I was raised in the Bronx, New York. So another Bronx head represent mm-hmm. here all day, all day. Um, so I wanted to dive into your transplant journey because we all have that same notion of breaking out of what is sort of comfortable for us. So tell us a little bit about where you grew up. I know, obviously, but, you know, for, for the people that don't. Um, give us a little insight as to what you experienced before your move, and then we can proceed to, to your transplant story. Yeah, so um, I was basically raised in the Bronx, um, in the South Bronx, which is, you know, mainly Hispanic and Black community. Um, but bef- but after, after being raised in the Bronx, I was, you know, I did go to college in upstate New York, and then I've moved around a bit, but... Um, this move has been by far the hardest um, because I've done it by myself and I had no one here when I was coming to California so it was a leap of faith but um, it's very different here than it is in the Bronx. In the Bronx um, you know you step outside of your house and automatically you have entertainment there's people all over the place on the streets in the yeah. trains <laughs> like you you go down For the real. block in the corner and you hear like the the people coming out of the bodega sometimes they're rowdy sometimes they're having they're playing music outside right, or inside right. the store they're playing with the dominoes the kids are playing in the fire in the fire hydrants with the that water was my favorite yeah mine too i didn't have to go to the pool i did not have to go to the beach i just went downstairs and got one in the fire hydrant i mean more it's so great oh my gosh you're bringing back all of these memories and it's so funny because i have like pretty much a noisemaker to disrupt any noise that might interfere with this podcast. Pero también I have like a classic salsa mix too because like I'm like oh I'm just feeling that energy right now. So mm-hmm. the fact that you mentioned all of these memories it was it was very fitting. Yes. <laughs> to say the least. Um, so what made your decision to to move here? Like what what was the guiding force behind that? Well, for me, it was a little bit of both of what you said earlier. It was an opportunity to pursue my dream, even though, yes, I can pursue acting in New York City. For me, over here, it was like a different kind of environment. I am more of a a little fish in a big pond. No, I am mm. a... Which one is it? When you're, oh, I am a big fish in a little <laughs> pond. Um, and yeah, in the Bronx, yeah. I was a little fish in a, in a, in a big pond. So... Um, I moved here for the opportunities that may arise 
And I also moved because being raised in the Bronx, um, I have a lot of toxic people and friends and things like that that were really draining my energy and my mm. drive. And I knew that if I wanted to get anywhere in life, I had to separate myself from that because I am an empath. And whatever (laughs) right it's so hard especially like you know all my fellow actors and and um artists you know we take on all the pain in the world and that's how we create art but sometimes that pain is too much like you want to be able to separate yourself from that pain and and all that distraction and where i was at i wasn't able to do so Yeah. yeah so i had to definitely make a change for myself not it was not easy but i had to do it (laughs) right right sometimes it's almost as if like the artist in you cries out right yes it's the notion of knowing like there's something guiding you and and you're fighting it somehow (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're fighting that feeling but when it when it's there you just rip off the band-aid it's almost as if like the fear that you once had or the doubt or the worry that kind of consumes you in those experiences that we have like they're just thrown out the window yeah like that's it exactly <laughs> so it's it's really interesting to see because um for my intro video not video my intro podcast like i did talk about that like the notion of having people have their opinions of you mm-hmm. um and just like it it was negative I, I I would say there were some toxic people in that that I no longer speak to, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Six years later, six years in, it's like, wow, like, you know, my circle has definitely changed. I have multiple circles, of course, for, for various, <laughs> for various right. reasons, you know. Uh, um, but internally, this circle that you keep spiritually in and for that energy that helps you create, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's always it's always important to keep circles small, but also not be afraid to step into a new one too. Right. Um, like so you know amazing. how they say it's about um, quality, not quantity. So yeah. just having quality people in your life that aren't going to be detrimental to your story and to your path—that's what's important. Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. So, without further ado, let, let's. Let's hear it. Let's hear from from the moment you thought about getting this plane ticket or <laughs> taking the road and and going cross country. Let let's start with that. Let's start with with how it all started. So for me, it was a little difficult. So a little backstory. Um, I do suffer from bipolar depression which means that on top of already being an artist, I do feel my emotions even more strongly. So it's like a lot of give and take, a lot of psychoanalyzing myself day in and day out. Um, In 2017, I did move to California for the first time. And I did so because my ex at the time, well, my girlfriend at the time, no, she was an ex at that point. (laughs) We've we've been very good friends, but you know, our relationship has had its blurred lines and stuff. Um, She always knew I wanted to be an actress. So she said, you know what, come here. You won't have to worry about anything. And I said, you know what, let me go for it. The problem was that, as I said, the lines were blurred and I couldn't separate what was real from what I wanted. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't like she was lying to me. She was being honest about everything she wanted. But at the end of the day, you know, when you really love someone, you show them the affection that you want to, that your heart lets you. So mm-hmm. I kept blurring those lines. So then I decided, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I was going to move out of her place and just do an artist living situation, which we have some here in California. Mm-hmm. It's like you pay like $500, $600 a month and you get a bed in this room full of people. Um, so I was going to do that. But then my step parents at the time told me, no, come back to New York. You could do everything from New York. You don't have to share your space with anyone and you won't have to work. So I said, you know what? That's an even better idea. So I get to New York, fast forward about a year and a half, two years, and I had two falling out with my pa- with my step parents over some dumb shit. Like I'm, I kid you not, it was some dumb shit. <laughs> but each time I was left alone, without money, without a job, without a home, without food, without anything, and without anyone to be like, "Hey, are you okay?" Like, yes, I have my brother and stuff, but as I said, a lot of the toxic traits from the people in my life is because they don't have things either you know so they're constantly struggling constantly talking about their struggles um so there was no one i could look onto Mm -hmm. the second time that we had the falling out um i had my car i had taken out a car for my brother so i had a car and again i didn't have anything under my belt no job no food no money so i decided do i want to stay in new york and struggle while trying mm-hmm. to pursue my dream and have all these toxic people? Or do I want to go to the only place that I've ever been happy, which is mm-hmm. California? Mm-hmm. So I decided to drive to California and the wow. first two months were living hell. I shit you not. Really? So oh horrible, girl. Tell me more. <laughs> girl, listen. <laughs> On top of the fact that I was in this artist living situation, you know, people kept stealing stuff from me. Um, my car, I was in downtown LA, which meant that I had no parking. On top of it being no parking, I had to leave my parking spot by 6.30 in the morning because, you know, they had the, the metered parking from right. 7 a.m. to like mm-hmm. some, I think it was 6, no, 8 p.m. Yeah. So I had to make sure to have something to do from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Even if I didn't, I would just have to sit in my car that's when I discovered, you know, I had to go to the library. Thank God for libraries. I had to go to the oh library, God, to real. Starbucks, to McDonald's, wherever I can sit for a long period of time and not have to spend a drastic amount of money that I didn't have. Um, within the first two months, my car had gotten towed. I had, I, I had spent like about three grand, mm-hmm. half of my savings that were supposed to last me for, you know, five, six months. Right. Um, I spent it on shit that kept happening to me. Absolutely. And I was here with no one. So I had no one to cry to. I had no one to hold my hand. I had nothing. But then I kept telling myself, you know, you did this to yourself. <laughs> you wanted mm. to be alone. So now, go ahead. Go ahead. But um, one of the things that I struggled with was the fact that I didn't know at that point. Was I happy here because... California made me happy because I wanted to be close to nature or was I happy here because my ex knew me so well that she knew how to take me out of my funk Mm -hmm. so it was a little bit of both but it was more my ex so then I had to I really decided you know what this is the time you have to learn how to love yourself so I tried I, I would you know listen to positive affirmations 
I tried reading the Bible, I did the hiking, I would go to the beach, I tried to distract my mind so much so that, you know, at, at one point, I lost track of days and I, it was a constant thing of me just trying to make myself happy and finding a balance of work and play. But then I realized, okay, I have no fun, so I have to find a job. I was, I was going back to all the things that I was doing in New York, struggling, having to find a full-time job so I could supplement my needs and putting my dreams again on the back burner. So it was like, it was a little bit of a defeat the first two, three months. And then we got COVID. So, right, right. <laughs> so happened. I'm still struggling, girl. <laughs> I'm still like, <laughs> shit, did I make the right move? Because now with COVID, you know, yeah, I've been able to see you, but it was like with the distance and the mask. Right. And it was like that Absolutely. one time. The one with, time out of the Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, it's been many months of just being alone. And it's not like I can do my acting thing because, you know, there's not a lot of production going on and there's no Absolutely. work. So and I don't know if you've been hearing too. Sorry to interrupt. Um, no, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I was just told that one of my boys, Ricky, um, I don't know if you've seen Abuela's Luck, but he mm -hmm. just he just told me there's people in LA on production that are trying to do production getting sick. Yeah. So it, it's just, it's still a very serious time, um, especially here in LA. It, it's unfortunate that it added to the to the events that you're experiencing yeah <laughs> man tell me about the road tell me about that road trip that you took like coming over here that process it was so weird to tell you the truth because when i started driving i felt like this weight starting to lift off my shoulder as like the further i went away from new york and then like, you know, I, I had the nights to really think about, is this what you want to do? The first night didn't go far because I went the opposite direction for like two hours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to buy back that time. Um, and when I think I landed in Philadelphia or something, which is not far right. from New York at all. <laughs> so, um, but I did start my, my journey at 3 p.m. So there's that too. Awesome. Um, but I, I was like, you know, it's still, it's not, late i can still turn back and you know no one knew that i was gonna come to california it was an impulse it was like i'm tired of this shit let me just go there's mm -hmm. nothing for me here but i felt like you know there was this weight lifting off my shoulder now once i got to california once i saw the palm trees and i parked my car i cried the whole day oh i could God. not stop crying because that's when it hit me when i got to california and i had no one to see no one to say hey i'm here it was like shit yeah <laughs> you're not like just alone you're alone alone right right like if you want you see in new york all you have to do is step outside and you see people get on the train you see more people you yeah. know go to the park there's a lot of people in california when you have a car you have to have a place that you're going to you can't just say, oh, let me just drive around because you're wasting gas. There's a lot of traffic. You don't want to do that. <laughs> um, but Speak on it. <laughs> you, you know, like, it, I had to make plans, but I had no plans to make. I had no one to see. I had no one to, you know, like, I do have three sorority sisters here, but, you know, they're always busy. Um, they're pursuing their own dreams. There's one that's, you know, she works and she's an apprentice at a tattoo parlor, so I could barely see her. Yeah. Um, the other one, you know, 
she's really the other two are really scared about covid so yeah yeah <laughs> i haven't absolutely. seen them <laughs> absolutely but, but i i definitely feel that that notion of like landing yeah and like i i, I definitely want to touch on that because arriving right mm-hmm. that term and and, and arriving in your grace and mm-hmm. and knowing that this is your time whether it be good or bad this is this is the decision you you were able to make to arrive mm-hmm. if that makes sense and and it's such a beautiful thing because um in my intro podcast i talked about that too how the how the relief almost just like left within the clouds mm-hmm. when i landed when i when i when that plane said welcome to los angeles i was like <laughs> whoa like okay now i got to get my life together <laughs> right <laughs> like now i'm here now what <laughs> right right and so i also want to speak on what you're mentioning too is that cali is a whole different kind of vulture it, like mhm i i definitely get the hustle and bustle and i think that's why we survive because we have that east coast mentality like bam 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 like let's get it yeah. together like let's do what we got to do that we survive here because rent ain't cheap it is not preach <laughs> like girl said, like you said gas is something that is like oh my gosh you you want to drive 15 minutes away but gps will tell you it's an hour away due yep. to traffic like there's a lot of different uh cultural aspects living in LA i wouldn't say for all of california because i definitely want to get some people on this podcast from like san fran long beach uh, everywhere yeah to get i mean long beach is beautiful girl long, long beach, beach is, is definitely gorgeous beautiful, and their culture is amazing like artistically you know that's some that's another place i would consider um living but oh let I, me know i'll be your roommate <laughs> right right like demon but yeah so i i definitely understand that that whole process and like i'm so blessed that like you can provide this perspective of the transplant that is still active like mm-hmm. you've been here for how long now Let, let's calculate So and do it. Now it's been 7 months. 7 months now. 7 months people, you hear that? 7 months and I it's so sad because I just feel like oh my god, I've done nothing. Mm. It, and it just feels like 7 months wasted. You know, these are the times like during covid I wouldn't have mind my annoying family. You mm-hmm. know? Like I I see a lot of people and one of the things that i loved about the california mentality is how laid back it is mm-hmm. but during covid i don't want a laid back mentality i need something to push me you know i need the laid back mentality when i'm already pushing myself and i'm like okay let me take a break right right but when this <laughs> is all a constant break it's driving me insane yeah <laughs> i definitely get that i definitely get that and i know that you know in new york in in the east coast in general like we're known to to have these like clusters of people around us mm-hmm. it's not like you know fulanita taki ahí alao and you could go and, and and talk to her right now you know like yeah. it's diff- it's different because things are so spaced out like there's yeah. a, even way architect- too spaced out yeah architecturally <laughs> Yeah. Is, there's so much space and I think that's why the outbreak hasn't been as like 
monumentally crazy, even though it is pretty high in the rankings. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's a lot of people here too. So there's it, it a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So I definitely get that in the notion of missing family. Like that was the first thing I thought about. I'm like, well, do I have to fly back to New York? Like, mm-hmm. do I have to fly back and 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 just hang with my family and just sit tight? You know. Um, but at the same time, I, I definitely take into account that you know purpose is purpose yeah. and, and your arrival is just beginning even though it's taking its time yeah and, and I firmly believe like that that what you're pursuing and how you're going to pursue it there's gonna be a way yeah Absolutely. I mean you know I'm not I'm not mad about the choice I made Mm-hmm. I'm mad about the timing. Yeah, yeah, timing sometimes. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad about, you know, like the fact that I don't have to, like, I, I keep telling my best friend from Puerto Rico, I've been, consi- I consider moving to, back to Puerto Rico and everything because the cost of living is so much cheaper. And, you know, I would have my best friend there who's my ride or die. And, you know, I need, I've always been the kind of person that I keep my circle very, very small. I'm more of a mm-hmm. one, two friend kind of a person. So I'm the kind of person that we can read together. We can, you know, just watch TV together. We can party together. We can do everything together, but we don't have to see each other just for one thing. Like, I feel like in California, you have to have a friend for parties, a friend for acting, a friend for, you know, um, mm-hmm. networking. It's very have, clustered. Yes. Like, and, you know, and, and it's crazy. weird. If You can tell even in the spacing of things. In New York, um, yes, it'll take me an hour to get from the Bronx to like Brooklyn or, or, or to, Blah, to yeah, Manhattan. Yeah. But I'm paying $275 going and $275 coming. I'm reading a book on the train. So it really doesn't bother me that it's taking me an hour to get to you. Here in California, it's like, okay, I'm going to waste gas. I'm going to waste time and then I'm going to see you for how long. Mm-hmm. So is it worth it? And a lot of things here, it's like, is it worth it? In, in New York, it's more like, let's just live life. Let's do it. Bam, 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 because, you know, it, it's just we we think less in New York than we do in California. Yeah. When it so- comes to being you know, living. When it comes to our bills and stress, we think way more in New York than we do in California. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point that's definitely a good point and I know that for for expenses here for just like the the thought process like you survive in the city and I feel like because you survive in the city there is an advantage to you surviving out here but you have to you have to make that choice to continue surviving here it's almost as if like this like California can easily take you in and chew you and spit you right back out Mm -hmm. if you're if you're not consistent because again like everything's so much higher in terms of expenses prices things of that nature so it's more it's more so the the mindset of well is this really what i want at the end of the day you know the fact that i won't be able to see see friends nearby or like we have to actually plan something to see each other and things and things of that nature because again like i, I don't think people realize <laughs> that cali is so big mm-hmm. so when you say you know when i told my my parents oh you know 
I met Dominicans in Cali and like now I'm a part of the team, you know, I'm making events and all this stuff like that. They think I'm like hanging out with them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, see, sí, tengo la comunidad, pero fulanito está para allá lejos. Ajá, bien lejos, para verse. Sometimes like, you know, my friends in San Diego, I'm dying to see them, but I'm like, damn, do I have enough gas money to go? Exactly. You know, so it, it's, it's a lot of like push and tug pull and tug but um yeah like i definitely understand that and puerto rico is a beautiful place honestly i went yeah. to go visit there <laughs> a couple years back my uncle he's a pastor in cerca de Humacao, i think oh si, si, si. yeah so it, it's hey listen listen to your to your heart listen to your gut because again like i i love that your story presents the the human nature of us migrating yeah. naturally and how that is is a process in and of itself because not everyone's journey is the same exactly and and a lot of times like before i would i would recommend before making a move just be emo not emotionally stable because that's really hard to do but be grounded in who mm -hmm. you are and what you believe and in your fight Um, when I came here, I wasn't, mm -hmm. I'm still not, I've been trying to discover things. I just made the move because, you know, acting is my passion, but mm -hmm. finding happiness and loving myself was another thing that I really, really, really wanted to do. Um, and with everything that's been going on, it's been a little hard for me. I'm not going to lie. It's been so hard for me, but, mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, happiness the one thing that i do know is that happiness is not a destination you know so it's about feeling that content being content and being okay in my own skin and mm -hmm. i felt that when i was in puerto rico i don't feel it here so much um but i do have the opportunities here so i'm just letting god put things in my path and and lay the cards out for me so that i know how to play my cards correctly And you're already in the game, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you're already playing and you're already actively pursuing through thought. And once those thoughts manifest, it's over, baby. That That's it. Mm -hmm. Like this blessing of you having this experience will only generate another blessing in disguise that we don't see, right? The, mm -hmm. foggy, the foggy, smoky mirrors. So I like, I definitely hear that. Are there any lessons that you take away from like taking the road trip and with the money that you had and anything like that that you would like to share for the audience to to take as a lesson learned? Yeah, so when you make a road trip, definitely do it with someone. Um, <laughs> doing a four-day road trip is not easy by yourself at all. You get bored quickly. Um, make sure that you have a system in place to get you back on track. I am really big on schedules. So, you know, like I said, I, I do suffer from bipolar depression. I, I let myself feel my feelings certain days when I think that it's something that I should be feeling. And then when I want to snap myself out of it, I make a list. Okay, I'm going to wake up at this time. I'm going to do this, this and that. And, you know, sometimes I fail, but the important thing is to be be don't be cruel to yourself be nice mm -hmm. to yourself mm -hmm. you know um 
if you feel that something just applaud yourself for the work that you did do and just know that tomorrow or an hour from now will be better but just don't put it off until you feel ready you'll never feel ready mm. just make sure that you have the tools you feel you may need for when the tough gets going absolutely absolutely speak on it <laughs> what are some things that you're grateful for throughout this process that you're experiencing seven months in <laughs> um i have to say it's my resiliency um i i did not know how strong i was until i was put to the test and i'm grateful that i survived it and um, I'm very thankful for the people that I have met. You know, I met you through Lariani, and Lariani is also another amazing, beautiful human being that I've met. Absolutely. Um, and I've learned that the important thing is to say when you need help. You know, I've been able to reach out to her and to my other friend. I've, I made three friends here. <laughs> you Aww. being one of them. Yay, um, I'm so happy about that. Bless you. I know when to reach out and say it's been a tough week can we meet up at the beach or at the park and you know I give them the hug for like 20 minutes too long yeah <laughs> just so that I could feel you know um good inside but yeah I'm, I'm grateful for the people that I've met the people that I know I will meet and I'm grateful for the opportunities that I have had you know when it seems like it's the darkest of days I have one little victory and, and it's important, you know, I, I'm the kind of person I forget about the good. So I write it down. Yeah. Name your victories. Yeah. Name make sure victories. to make, make sure to keep in mind the little victories and the big victories you've had, because it's so easy for us to push them to the side once we're in a negative space. I have to agree on that. I, I had a task. There's this book that um, I'm currently doing you know, homework, right? <laughs> that inner work. Aren't we all? <laughs> it's called Wonder Over Worry. And it is, it has been amazing for me because the homework that was assigned to me was, oh, um, list 10 things that that were great that happened last year. I'm like, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reflecting and I'm like, uh, I don't know what was so great about it. I mean, <laughs> I had emotional trauma. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. You know, like there were so many things that I was so quick to identify as bad. Yeah. But then when I started thinking about the good, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I released a single. Like, I, I yeah. had two release parties. Like, wait a minute. I got to travel. Like, small things that you know we unknowingly take for granted mm -hmm. and so you know I, I definitely feel that but I do want to thank you Keishla honestly blessings to your journey to your thank journey you, to your path. likewise I know you've been here for what five years six 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 oh my years gosh, but you know crazy. it's still a journey it's, it's still, still a journey, journey. <laughs> I'm over here like I'm done paying rent. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I might just get a house, have people rent it. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> that smart investing in, in real estate is always a smart decision. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, journey's never, never ending. But where can people find you? What are some projects that you would like to share or anything that you might be working on so that, you know, we could do that 
that plug real quick yeah so um you can always find me on instagram it's the one thing that i'm always on and i have in my bio i have like my snapchat and my facebook i think i'm gonna add that after this podcast (laughs) (laughs) um my instagram is x keishla x so it's x k-e-i-s-h-l-a-x um right now there's two things that i'm doing they're not related to acting well there's I have an audition that I'm very excited about that I have to complete by the 8th. I know. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I also, I, I joined this um, group of women. It's called Mona. It's for like hair products and facial products. I'm really excited. I'm going to get the... Yes, um, brand yeah, Exactly. I'm going to get the products in the mail today. And I'm so excited because, you know, my hair has been having difficulties especially since the move the weather's different so the water's different it's very different it even smells different <laughs> girl it smells so bad sometimes i'm like wait <laughs> um and then i do want to finally start my vlog about mental health awareness so you'll be able to see that in a couple of weeks oh my god i'm so excited thank you again <laughs> for sharing your 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 plug for your <laughs> for your journey and for being vulnerable because mental health is real happens yes, to all of us it we're, really we're is. all experiencing this journey in, in one shape or, or the other yeah we're complex creatures and our brains are you know they are amazing tools but they can be our biggest enemies if we don't know how to utilize it and how to um, understand ourselves absolutely and i'm just gonna do a little clink clink Yes. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> and and cheers to your grace. Cheers to your seven months. And and hopefully we can continue to see each other even throughout this. I know. <laughs> COVID situation. Um, but again, you have a friend in me, you have a support here and know that you're not a you're not a, a, a lonely transplant because there's many of us here. Yes. Thank you, Mama. And same to you. All of that, same to you, because you said it beautifully. <laughs> thank you so much. All right. So thank you, everyone, to ha- to everyone that has tuned in. You're listening to Hefresco Hour with your girl, V. Annie. I'll see you on the next round. Thank you again, Keisha. We'll talk soon. No problem, baby. See you. Bye.